Welcome to the next quick hit segment of PI Perspectives. On this episode, we touch base with Bruce Ackman to discuss medical fraud and the strain on the healthcare system during these tough times. Bruce is on the front line in dealing with issues at major hospitals in New York City. The only sponsor for this quick hit segment is the investigatorstoolbox.com. Get ready for the next generation of investigator networking and learning. The site launches June 1st. You can visit them at investigators-toolbox.com. Now let's join Bruce and Matt as they get ready to discuss medical fraud and things to look for when doing this type of investigative work. Here's your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to the next quick hits segment of PI Perspectives. Today we have a very special guest, uh, somebody who's been on the program before, but I, I thought it was really important to bring back. So uh, joining us here today is Bruce Sackman. Bruce, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much for having me back. Really appreciate it. Yeah. So you are in uh, the investigative uh, uh, industry dealing with healthcare. That's kind of your background. So I thought it'd be really interesting to hear some issues uh, with related to fraud and stuff. So tell me, how, how are you doing? How, what's your day looking like these days? I'm doing fine. And this is an extraordinarily busy time to be a uh, healthcare investigator. Right. And uh, we're seeing a lot of frauds and a lot of other crimes. And uh, I'd be happy to just go through a few with you and give you an idea of what's going on out there right now. Sure. Yeah. Why don't you break it down for me? What do you, uh, what are you seeing out there? Well, I see it basically, you know, in three different flavors, I would say. Um, consumer frauds, frauds against the government, and then my particular world, which is hospital frauds. Now, consumer frauds, and this is all related to the COVID-19, I see advertisements for things such as vaccines and cures, which are all fakes. I mean, there was a licensed physician in California. I don't know if you saw the story. He was recently charged with selling a guaranteed cure for COVID-19 for $4,000 of treatment. Wow. Imagine that. And uh, let me tell you, a lot of people took advantage of it. And he was arrested by the FBI. There was a clinic in Detroit that was just raided for the same thing. You know, in every disaster, and we saw this in 9-11, you see so much... You know, you, the heroes come out, the wonderful people come out. I mean, but along with that, there's a very, very small percentage right. of people that will take advantage of any sort of crisis. And that's what's going on now. We see solicitations for fraudulent charities or pretending to be the Red Cross or the World Health Organization, hitting people up for money, either on the web or on the phone, they're not really the Red Cross or the World Health Organization. You know, there are over 100,000 domain names associated with the COVID-19. Wow. A hundred, over 100,000. That's crazy. Makes you wonder how many of them are actually legit. Wow. I'm sure, you know, most of them are, but there's a good number of them that really aren't. How about this one? This is like right out of Dracula. Selling blood and saliva of alleged COVID-19 victims for their antibodies. Wow. Okay, we have the blood. We have, we have what you need with the antibodies. So you know, just contact us and we'll ship it right out to you. Wow. And there's a lot of uh, attempts to sell non-existent face masks or something I saw called the World Health Organization vaccine kits or equipment, 
you know, I, I picked something up from Homeland Security. Homeland Security reported just recently, they had 130 COVID-19 investigations nationwide, which led to nine arrests and seizure of over 3 million in illicit proceeds and over 225 shipments of, and check this out, mislabeled, fraudulent, unauthorized or prohibited COVID-19 test kits, homeopathic remedies, purported antiviral products, and personal protective equipment. This is what's going on out there. People who are taking advantage of this pandemic for their own financial enrichment. And then we see many, many cyber-related emails where they're impersonating healthcare professionals and organizations like the Center for Disease Control. And then they're sending these users to malicious websites. You know, this is an important message from the CDC. Right. Click here, and you know what happens when you click there, Matt. All of a sudden, they're in your computer. You're calling me Kemenitis will... is what you're doing. That's right. <laughs> right. And they will steal your login information, right. and they will plant malware and watch your keystrokes and everything. Right. Well, how about this one? Receiving a text message with an urgent tone claiming that our records show that you were in contact with an individual who had tested positive or had shown symptoms of COVID-19. And this is what we want you to do. We want you to click on this website, which will give you instructions on exactly how to handle that situation. And how many people you think might, might click that? Yeah. How many people you think might actually go along with that? Uh-huh. And then one of the, one of the strangest things, this is like, you know, like something out of the Sopranos, actually a COVID-19 blackmail scheme when somebody receives a call threatening, threatening to infect you or the members of your family if you don't pay up. Uh-huh. Hey, you know what? I know, I know where your granddaughter is. And I know where she goes to the park. And I'm going to walk over to her and breathe on her unless you pay me money. Can you believe people would actually do that? Really crazy, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And then there's these all these fraudulent COVID investment scams. Okay. We have a new cure here at, at the XYZ lab. And this cure is going to make us rich because the whole world is going to want this cure. So what we'd like you to do, this is a ground floor opportunity for you to invest in this new COVID procedure. And of course, there is no new COVID procedure, and it's all baloney. Right. But, you know, people say, wow, if they actually have a cure, this would be a good investment. Why, the whole world would want it. All right? We're going to see these frauds involving this new stimulus package. Right. You know, I mean, we've seen some already where they're sending people, they say, click on this link to learn more about the stimulus package or to sign up. Right. Or you'll actually get phone calls from someone pretending to be from the United States Treasury Department or the World Health Organization wanting your personal information to send you a check. Well, they're not going to send you a check, but they definitely want your personal information. All right. And then it's my world where we see the fraud against the medical centers. All right. And this is where we engage in contracts. You know, we're we're all competing for the best prices or the most products that we could find. And then we see contracts for equipment that is substandard 
or doesn't even exist or is way overpriced. I mean, look, we pay more money for a lot of items already. We're kind of expected to do that. Like, for instance, the face shields, we used to pay a dollar a shield. Now we pay $4 a shield, and we're actually happy to pay $4 a shield because you can't get it. But one day, you know, we're going to come back and we ordered and look at all of this stuff. I mean, I, I, I hope, I hope that, you know, people will be prosecuted for really taking advantage for price gouging the hospitals on these things. All right. And then we see what something we've always seen, but it's sort of on an increase, what we call the business compromise frauds, where a very, very official looking email is sent to a hospital finance officer directing that funds be transferred to a new account for COVID-19 related experiences. And we have a lot of new accounts and we have a lot of new contractors and vendors and people. So all of a sudden, if you're in the finance world and you get an email and it says, oh, could could you please send $100,000 to this COVID-19 account to cover these emergency expenses we have? And it looks so real that Sometimes officials, and they're not involved in this scam, they just think they're doing the right thing, might send the money over there, and the next thing you know, they're out of it. We've lost the money. And I tell you, another thing that's going on is these bogus internet job offers for hospitals. Hospitals are in a crisis now. We need to hire as many people as possible. We've seen your resume online, and we think you're perfect for the job. So click here and answer some questions. And by the way, give us all your personal information so we could send our payment, you know, your salary to you, your name, address, social security number, date of birth, all that sort of stuff. And of course, it's totally bogus. What they'll do is they'll go online, they'll see who our hospital officials are, they'll create emails that look like our hospitals, They'll send it to people who have posted their resumes on job sites. And next thing you know, these people think they have a job, but they don't have a job. They were actually defrauded. Okay. And then, you know, we've seen this happen, you know, with these procurement frauds, uh, fraud against the government as well. There was a big case recently involving my old agency, the VA, that was in the newspaper. With some contract that tried to sell the VA 125 million face masks for $750 million, none of these face masks actually existed. Wow. It was totally bogus, all right? And I'm sure New York City Health and Hospitals probably has the same things going on as the rest of the hospital world does. And then we'll see what's going to come up with this, uh, you know, this whole PPP and false claims involving the stimulus package. I mean, you know, you have to certify to the SBA when you're, you know, you're making a loan application to the government. Uh, People have to remember this. If you lie on your loan application to the government, you're going to be prosecuted for that. Yeah. So, you know, there's so much going on. So what are we going to see when things get a little better? Well, this is what I think we're going to see. First of all, I think uh, once it's uh, safe to come out, all the lawyers are going to come out. 
And all the lawyers are going to come out with all their investigators. And they're going to start filing these kind of cases. You're going to see wrongful death cases. You know, mom and dad uh, weren't treated correctly in the nursing home or in the hospital. It was malpractice. And we're, we're going to sue. I don't care, pandemic or no pandemic. There were still, still proper procedures that were not followed, and we're suing, all right? And then you have wrongful terminations where nurses are going to actually sue who were terminated because, well, maybe they were whistleblowers, and they went on TV, and they complained about a lack of equipment. And they were fired. In fact, I don't know if you saw recently the New York State Nurses Association. They filed three lawsuits challenging the failures, quote, of the New York State Department of Health and two New York hospitals, Montefiore and Westchester Medical Center, alleging that those entities weren't doing enough to protect nurses treating the COVID-19 patients. Okay? So you're going to see all kinds of lawsuits. And then, of course, we're going to discover all these fraud cases because right now we're working day and night to obtain all this equipment. And then when things quiet down and we start doing our audits and start doing the reviews, we're going to, holy cow, we were really defrauded here. And then all these poor consumers who had their ID theft stolen from all these frauds, well, they're going to be up in arms and they're going to start suing and they're going to start investigations. And then we're going to find out, people are going to find out that in all this craziness, there were probably some HIPAA violations where personal uh, medical information was released that shouldn't have been released. Right. And we'll find out about all this hacking into all these systems, which we don't even know about now. And then we're going to find out about something that I'm recently working on is, you know, we bring all these people and we call travelers. And these travelers are uh, nurses and doctors to co that come to us from around the country to help us. And the overwhelming majority of them are outstanding individuals who really put their lives at risk for us. But there is a very, very, very small minority that I believe have come here for the sole purpose of stealing drugs, stealing pharmaceuticals, stealing medication from us because we're so busy that we don't really have the time to do all the all the auditing and following up that we do. And on occasion, on occasion, though, we see things that we're looking at very closely. And at least one incident that I'm involved with, a nurse actually did steal narcotics who came to us from another state. So I think we're going to see that as we go back and start doing the auditing as another investigations. And then, of course, we've lastly, I think we've heard about this um, contact tracing sure. where, you know, the, it was it was discussed that people who have this, that we will, you know, uh, follow them uh, electronically and keep in contact with them and see who they dealt with. We'll see where that thing goes. So sure. it's just a whole world of work. <laughs> yeah, I'd call you a doom and gloom guy because of all this stuff, but uh, I, I think it's, you, you have some good points here. There's some opportunities. So a lot of the things that you were talking about here, these are, are things that as investigators, we should be you know, like educating our clients or, or people that, that we do work with. Like, hey, if you're going to donate to a charity or do something, let us do uh, some due diligence and just vet them and make sure they're they're proper, right? That's, that's a good way for, that we can start to generate some income for ourselves. 
Um, I, I know that contact tracing is a big thing too. Uh, we don't know what they're going to be paying per hour for that, but I know no. um, Aldenis, the Associated Licensed Detective of New York State, yeah, we're going to start working and looking into that with our lobbyists uh, to, to at least get in that conversation. I know that's some, uh, something we've been talking about. Um, so there are some things that we can we can help out with, I think. Look, remember after 9-11, Matt, all the fraud cases that came up? Yeah. Remember how people were actually stealing things from the site, yeah. how people were defrauding yeah. the government with claims. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're going to see that here in even larger numbers, in, in my opinion. So I think investigators rest up now because you're going to be very, very busy very, very shortly. Yeah, and that's kind of what I've been preaching here too, right? So it, you're, you're running against the clock, right? So as a small business owner, as an investigator, you're going to be okay when this stuff is over. You just got to be able to survive, you know, the six exactly. weeks or eight weeks or, or whatever, you know, and, and using that time to take advantage of the webinars that are out there and, and take advantage of, of reviewing your own business practices to make sure when it does come back that you're in front of the game and you're, you're ready to go and you're firing on, on all cylinders. So that's definitely something that's, uh, I know we've been talking about that a lot. It's going to take a while for people to realize that they've been the victim of fraud, yeah. that their identities have been stolen, that they've been a victim of contract fraud or God knows what. It's going to take a little time. And once they see that, boy, are they going to be pissed <laughs> and, and they're going to want help, yeah. you know, and they're going to want investigations. Right. And I'm starting to get a sense of it right now as things are winding down a little bit, but you wait, right. trust me, you wait. I mean, the stories are going to change. The stories are going to change radically and all the frauds and uh, all the identity thefts and all this, the schemes and scams that have occurred are going to start to surface and then people are going to need help. Yeah. After the fear comes the anger, right? <laughs> after people aren't afraid anymore now that totally. they're pissed. Yeah, I think you're right. Totally. That's totally true. Totally yeah. true. Yeah. It's uh, definitely some interesting, interesting times we're dealing with. Yes. It's crazy. So you're, you're seeing a little bit of everything at work then, huh? Yeah. I'm seeing a little bit of everything. And again, Right now, we're in the front lines. We're in the battle. I mean, if, if you've got a soldier on the front lines, you don't have an auditor behind him saying, how many bullets did you fire? Did you really have to fire 100 bullets? <laughs> we only need to fire 50 bullets, all right? So we're not doing any of that. But once the war is over right. or the war winds down, then we're going to really be taking a look as we spent what for what? Right. Or we got charged what for what? Once this winds down, and people are back to more normal and healthy, I'm telling you, we're going to realize what this thing actually cost us and how much we were actually defrauded by unscrupulous individuals. Only time will tell here, right? Exactly. Uh, wow, we've covered a lot of material very quickly. <laughs> so uh, Yes, we have. I, I, I really appreciate your time here tonight. Is there, is there anything else you can uh, let the, the, the investigator that's out there, uh, any, anything you can talk to uh, to? them about uh, as we're starting to hopefully wind down from this thing and, and wind back up to returning to the, the new normal, as the governor puts it. I would say, you know, stay current. Don't lose any of your skills. Uh, attend uh, whatever online training you can, webinars, podcasts like this. Stay in the forefront because all of a sudden the light is going to turn from red to green and you got to be ready to go. 
you got to be ready to go once that green light comes up there. And you can't go back and start reading and learning about these scams and everything. Stay current. Stay completely current so you're ready to go once you get those phone calls. And you will get those phone calls. Right, right, right. Definitely. So, uh, I mean, folks can find Bruce uh, with the Society of Professional Investigators, uh, former past president, immediate past president. Uh, so uh, you can definitely catch up with Bruce there. And uh, the uh, uh, conference that we had that scheduled at John Jay, right, for the uh, medical uh, serial murders, that was postponed, obviously. What's the plan with that conference? Well, you know, I don't know because, you know, the college is still closed. And let me tell you, this... And I know how many conferences around the country were actually canceled, but we had worked so hard, myself and people from John Jay College, to bring investigators in from all over the world. We had people coming from London, from Germany, from Italy, all over the world to discuss this important topic of medical professionals who murdered their patients. It was going to be the first conference of its kind ever and then the virus, you know, ended it. So when is it going to come back again? I don't know. To be determined. I don't know when the colleges are going to open. I don't know when people are going to be ready to travel again and come back. I hope next year, yeah. Matt, but I don't really know for sure. Well, in the meantime, more folks can go out and check out your book if they haven't gotten it yet. Uh, so it, it's a good read. And uh, actually, we've got a couple of books, right? The Art of Investigation. And then the yes, story. and the book that involves doctors and nurses is behind the murder curtain, and there's a website for it. But you you could pick it up at Amazon or uh, any any of the major uh, booksellers, or download it. You know, it's behind the murder curtain. It's it's the true story. Yeah. All true stories of doctors and nurses who murdered their patients. And when I say murdered, that's exactly what I mean. I'm, I'm not talking about doctors who felt bad that the patient was near death and wanted to end their suffering. I'm talking actual murders. Right. And that's that book. And then, of course, the newest book, which has many, many uh, interesting uh, authors, including Matt himself, right. is uh, Behind the Murder Curtain. And you should read Matt's story. It's excellent. excellent. Oh, yeah, that's the art of investigation. <laughs> Behind the Murder Curtain is actually your I'm book. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The <laughs> I'll take credit for that one, though. I hear it's a really good novel. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Thank you, man. Thank you for correcting me. It's all good, man. So, hey, listen, I know it's, uh, I, we've been scrambling to get you on here and, and you've been very gracious with your time and, and we're, we're kind of doing this at the end of the day here. So, Bruce, thank you so much for uh, for coming back on again and giving your perspective of, of what you're seeing out there. And uh, we're almost through it, folks. I mean, we're, we're getting close here. So uh, just hang in there and uh, look, look for a return to normal soon. So, uh, Bruce, uh, thank you so much, and uh, we'll uh, You're catch very you well. soon. Okay, have a good night. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this quick hit segment. We thank Bruce for taking the time to check in with us. As the country starts to shift back towards the new normal, we'll start scaling back the quick hit segments as well. We hope you found them to be informative, and we really do appreciate all the support. Please stay safe out there, and we'll see you next time on PI Perspectives.